Welcome to the Book Squad Podcast. 94% bookish banter, 6% shenanigans. From Lawrence Public Librarians, Kate Gramlich and Polly Kim. You ready? Sure. Great, go. do it. Hey, welcome. Hey, hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Great. We don't sound good at all. We don't sound great at all. Mercury's in, red, in Gatorade or whatever it is. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> the internet tells me. Mercury's in Gatorade. Yeah. So, all right. I think what we're going to do, because oh. we realized we had not been following our, um, uh, you know, plan. Plan. Like, <laughs> nothing. You know, often. So, um, we're going to try and have some bookish news today, although I don't really have much bookish news. Um, okay. But I noticed, I didn't, did you know this? Did you know Edwidge oh, Dandicat has a new collection of stories coming out? No, what's called it called? Everything Inside. No, I did not know that at all. Yeah. And it's, I think it's mostly your I'm chairs. trying to, chairs oh, not working. Go. Got it. Um, it looks like it's mostly um, based around Haitian or yeah, Haitian. yeah. So like I, she's gone. She's I wonder. Gone there. So yeah, like Crick Crack is mm-hmm. her other. I love that collection. Story collection. Yeah, yeah. So Sweet. so When's that's that coming out. out? You know? I looked and I could. It said to, I thought I saw two thousand nine. I was like scanning through the article looking for a what? date and I didn't see it. So we can find that. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes. That's great. And then, honestly, the only other bookish news I have is something that came to me this week that I shared out on the social medias because it was so good. It's a video called Bookstores, How to Read More in the Golden Age of Content. And it is, it's just a really funny, um, it's actually really, it's smart, but also funny, but it's the first six minutes or six and a half minutes really is kind of helpful if you're a person who's just really stressed out because you don't read enough. Uh Um, Which is a lot of people I know. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's like, sure, okay, you don't read enough, like, let's take a look. Why? And he went and visited the guy from Wait, the blog Wait But Why, Tim mm-hmm. Urban, hmm. and who helped him like break it down, you know, how many. Like the reason why. Well, like how many 30 minute slots you have in a day and oh. like how much you could actually Ooh. read. Like, and he looked at his reading speed and stuff like that. So, oh. you know, I mean, the, the, I, the idea is like there's so much content out there mm-hmm. everywhere and if you want to read more, like you, it's actually a commitment that you have to make. Yeah. Like, but you, you know, it, and so he was like, if you read 30 minutes a day, uh-huh. you could you could read like Infinite Jest, um, Moby Dick, uh-huh. War and Peace, and then like three other books in like 30 minutes a day um, in, for in a in year. In a year. Mm-hmm. What if, but what if you wanted to enjoy your life? <laughs> <laughs> you could probably read a lot more books um, than that. So, Shorter but, books. you know, and, but the other, the other point he made is, you know, it's just, it's a habit like anything else. Yeah. So like if you do it, he's like, if you do it for four days and then you don't do it again for 40 days, like, yeah. it's not a habit. So right, exactly. you'd have to figure out where the 30 minute block fit yeah. in your day and yeah. you, then you'd have to commit to it. So, and just with like anything else. listening to audiobooks, then mm-hmm. you could kind of divide it up um, maybe a little bit easier for yourself. I would agree. Trying to figure out, because like 30 minutes sounds like. 
Cool. That's minutes. hard length thing. You're, yeah. When you get ready in the morning, you yeah. can listen to 30 minutes. I mean, unless you have to use a hairdryer like me, then that kind of cuts into your listening enjoyment. Yeah, I so. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you think about it, like if you're cooking dinner, I mm-hmm. mean, you have to eat and you have to, you know, yeah, usually, put, yeah. you usually have to put some food together to cook uh-huh. dinner. I mean, 30 minutes is like short for a yeah. dinner prep. So... I mean, that could be your, like, nobody bother me. I'm yeah. cooking dinner and, and if I I'm listening up, to a book. Right. If I counted up how many hours or how many, I guess, minutes or whatever, I'm just – I used to be good about listening to audiobooks when I was um, driving to and from work, which is just, like, five minutes. But still, you can add – like, you just – like that, you just add it up. And then I and then it became country music radio station season, and so <laughs> but, so you had to. But, but how it, many times I'm listening and just listening to commercials and list, and just right. flipping through the stations, and I'm like, God, you could have been just consuming something right. meaningful that, that you wanted to, or, right? Yeah. yeah, that you were just interested in. So, anyways, um, and then the rest of the video uh, is like he visits beautiful bookstores around the world, and mm. he visits like the the guy who holds the world record for the fastest like a speed reader who like gives you some tips on how to read a little faster if you'd like to read faster. I was just talking to someone in my book club about that. You literally move your eyes faster. Yeah, because when you move your hand along it and it like retrains your brain to... Okay. It was interesting because he said... He said, like, in school, they teach you to, like, they teach you to read out loud. And so literally, like, in your head, you are reading oh, the God. words out loud. Yeah. But, like, this actually like, shuts that part of your brain oh, off yeah. and, like, turns on the movie part of your brain that just sort of sees it as a movie. And then you can replay that. Crazy. I don't know. Huh. Um, I was, like, I'm and inspired like, to try that with is my it next book. deep? Like, he that's said, interesting. Well, and he actually said, he goes, like, comprehension is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not comprehending, it doesn't matter if you're mm-hmm. reading fast. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not it's not just a, okay, I know the words. Right. But exactly. it's like, I really know what you said. So so that's my bookish news. It's not really bookish news at bookish all. Bookish facts. It's bookish facts. It's something I thought people who were interested in bookish news would be interested I'm in. I'm interested in it. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, then... Uh, we'll do our two book minimum. Shall we? Yeah. And I, when I'm reading the description for one of the books, I'll just move my finger faster. Okay. Do that. Actually, I don't, well, I don't know. That This might not be the so, time to practice. And that. also I've noticed, speaking of that, like uh-huh. when, especially in school, when we would go around and everybody read a section out loud, this has happened at freaking Seder. Like when everybody goes around and like reads a section out loud uh-huh. or whatever, I don't comprehend it because I think I'm in such panic mode that I'm going to mess something up. And so... So what you're reading out loud, you're not comprehending? Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. So... I would say that the one exception to that is like when I've... Well, maybe I'm not even... I don't know. When like I've, if I've written a blog post or an article or yeah. something and I'm reading it out loud oh, you're like to rehearsing check it sort for... Of, right. Yeah. And that helps me check to make sure that it makes sense. Yeah. But I guess I'm not necessarily comprehending you're the meaning I'm new. looking... Yeah. Maybe I'll take that back. Rewind. No, but that's... It is a, it's a different kind of comprehension. Well, like I'm comprehending that there are mistakes yeah. in what I'm reading. Yeah, or you want it to sound different or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I... Uh, huh. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just replaying all of the times I had to read out loud in the class <laughs> and just... The panics. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of social anxiety. Yeah. I don't know why they have you do that. I hope they don't do that anymore. I, God, I hope not too. Oi. Yeah. And at least at Seder, there's wine. 
But in grade school, there was no wine. Not generally. No. I mean, not, it was not. It was frowned upon. I don't know everybody's life. No, but, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, excuse me, teacher. I need to <laughs> hold this cup in the air for a while and then drink it and then I will read it. <laughs> that's how it goes. Just practicing. Uh, okay. Anyway, our two book minimums. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just jump in since I yes, am talking jump. currently and Do it. my mouth's open? Go. Um, okay. So one book. I do this a lot where I'm like, I haven't read anything. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I did read it. Um, am I too loud for you? I, I was trying to make that subtle. I know. <laughs> it's subtle it was too. just turned up a little loud. Okay. Um, so I read a sh- collection of short stories called Look How Happy I'm Making You by Polly Rosenwake. Polly. I'm I know. sure it's, it's brilliant. A, it's sure it's a brilliant It book. was brilliant. It really was. All Polly's. Um, she's also Jewish. She's a Jewish Polly. And so she was just really wonderful. Um, there we go. I know, right? And I, I mentioned this to you because of there was one line or there was one section in one of the stories where I was like, are you really even Jewish? Uh, and I said, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You okay. So basically the premise of it is, and she is, but the premise of it is that um, it's 12 individual stories. They're not like blended or anything like that. And they're all about the quote unquote childbearing years and women, every different, these all these different women's relationship to um, pregnancy and miscarriage and having kids and not having kids and, you know, choosing to end a pregnancy or wishing for pregnancy that ended itself or, you know, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. And so it is a super, like, they're thematically linked in that way, but she does a really amazing job of having just a very succinct personality and character and world within each story. Mm-hmm. So like they stand alone really, really, really well. Yeah. Um, I but need then to read it's that. Also, yeah. It's, you need to slip it to me. Yeah. Um, I actually, I was going to grab it, but then I recommended it to somebody and they took it home the other day. So, <gasps> I don't know. I know. But That's there was fine. a point though where at one point in the one of the stories, the thing I was telling Polly, this Polly, not the author, <laughs> uh, that uh, they were just, she was describing like some stuff that was happening in September and October and uh, then she came to December and she was like, it was holiday season and then talking about Hanukkah. And I was like, well, we're just not even going to talk about Rosh Hashanah. Right. Okay, cool. September, uh, October, that's, that's holiday like, yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. I'm so, so much smarter now knowing yes. Polly. Well, Polly. maybe she's just a, you know. She more, says she's not more practicing. culturally Jewish. Yeah, exactly. Than, yeah, exactly. That's, but, that's fine. but yeah, no, I'm totally interested. It's really. As a Jewish lady and a mom and yeah. a Polly. Yeah, exactly. In yes, book. exactly. Yeah. <gasps> Um, so it's, it's really cool. And then, um, the next one I picked out and I think Polly, this Polly, uh, I'm just going to refer to you as Polly from now on and, and the other one, I'll just say the author Polly if I ever talk about her again. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, this one, uh, I believe you meant, you said you mentioned it maybe at some point as like a book to look out for. Yeah. I think we might have mentioned it in our like January, like roundup. Yeah, um, A People's History of Heaven uh, by Mathangi Subramanian. Subramanian? Subramanian, yep, probably. Maybe? Okay. Yeah, damn. I feel like I've heard that last name before. Good. I'm so glad I said that on air. Yeah. So <laughs> well. Um, so, okay, I'm going to read this, uh, and then we'll know, okay. if we'll, who knows if I'll comprehend it, but... Uh, in the tight-knit community known as Heaven, a ramshackle slum hidden between luxury high-rises in Bangalore, India, um, five girls on the cusp of womanhood forge an unbreakable bond. Muslim, Christian, and Hindu, queer and straight, they are full of life, and they love and accept one another unconditionally. <laughs> uh, 
Ah, whatever they have, they share. Marginalized women, they are determined to transcend their surroundings. When the local government threatens to demolish their tin shacks in order to build a shopping mall, the girls and their mothers refuse to be erased. Together, they wage war on the bulldozers sent to bury their homes and ultimately on the city that wishes families like theirs would remain hidden forever. It's called Elegant, Poetic, and Vibrant. Oh, this sounds... Oh, yeah. I just want to, like, cry and hug the description. So that's... I wonder... That's going to be on my to-read list. Yeah. Have you looked to see if it is in audiobook yet? Oh, gosh. No. Excuse me. Yeah, that might be... That's a great I wonder. question that I can extend while I <laughs> click on Hoopla. Um, I think that might be Yes. Well, what this came out, what, in April? Yeah, March or April. So yeah. sometimes, sometimes it takes a little while for the audiobooks to come out. And it says, let's see, so... It's own voices. It is on voices. This is her first work of literary fiction. Oh, it is. <gasps> Ebook and audiobook are both on Hoopla. Oh, That's you guys. so exciting. Get it. Yay. Okay. And I don't recognize the narrator, but um, she's done other. Uh, Jeed Sadi, oh. who has done other titles, oh, okay. it looks like. So, cool. Um, yay. Mm. Well, there you go. There's that bookish news. Okay. There's some. Yes. All right. What'd you get? Uh, okay, so the book that I read, I read um, Deaf Republic by Ilya Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I keep feeling like either they came here recently or they're coming here. I should have researched that before I got here. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, uh, okay, so anyways, this is, it's a, it's a book of poetry, but it's written... Um, it's written, um, like in this kind of weird narrative. Well, I don't, I shouldn't say weird. It's written in this narrative. Unusual. Weird is a loaded, weird is a loaded (laughs) word and I didn't mean it that way. So, um, it's sort of this, you know, episodic kind of, um, way of writing. And so, um, they're poems, but they're. Uh, they kind of like linked. Yeah, they're linked. Okay. It like tells you like you're te- you're telling it's telling a whole story, and sometimes it's about one person, and some oh, so you're like cool. re- you're reading a story, but it's also poems. Yeah. Um, and as a person who doesn't read right. a ton of poetry, mm-hmm. this was a new yeah. this was new to me. But it might not be new to people who regularly read poetry. Mm-hmm. I but I I get the sense that this is a little bit. Like yeah. a little bit unconventional. So um, it's about a um, community that is um, – there's some political unrest in an, uh, in an, it's an occupied territory. And um, there's a protest happening, which is like a puppet show. Hmm. And during the – they're breaking up the protest and a sh- soldier shoots and kills a young deaf boy. And hmm. so then the town decides um, – to all be deaf. And so they the way they speak to each they teach each other signs Whoa. and to be sub, to subvert what's happening, you know, and um, being deaf, you know, gets you killed um and you Whoa. don't when you don't hear or answer the soldiers. But um it's really, you know, there are different um characters that they follow and it's you know, kind of brutal and yeah, like and it. very interesting. And then um, the at the end, and then it says it's also on the back of the book, so I'm not giving any spoilers away. But it says, um, you know, it's sort of a warning and a powerful question of our own collective silence in the mm. face of our times' atrocities. 
And then he says, the deaf do not believe in silence. Silence is the invention of the hearing. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And because you've been taking sign language classes, I wondered if that was, I was like, is that an actual, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that that's an actual real thing. invention. Yeah. But also, um, is it? Well, my question, can I look at that real quick? Yeah, yeah. So... Anyways, it's real good, and it's it's not long, and it's so it's, yeah. you'll sit down, you'll absorb it all, and then you'll be like, I need to go back and relook at this particular See? thing. And this is interesting because, like, so just the very little I know about um, ASL from this class is, uh, like, you can't directly translate English or what whatever the like the speaking languages uh-huh. into the sign language for that that language, I guess, or whatever. Right. Um, because like the sentence structure is totally different. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because if this was like written in ASL sort of or in like the um, – dang it, I forgot what the word is called. But um, it's when there's like a caption with the ASL, but it's not in like a um, – what we think of as a sentence structure. Mm-hmm. So it'd be just more like subject, descriptor, verb, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, and this, anyway, I'm just kind of wondering how this looks. And yeah, this no. Is, and there, it does include like illustrations yeah. of, um, you know, what they're, of what the, the signs that they're yeah, teaching yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, cool. And, um, oh. And I wonder, so I wonder if the author is deaf? I was just looking that Or maybe has up. deaf family members? He is, yes. Ilya Kaminsky is a hard of hearing. Okay. Um, Ukrainian-born, Russian-Jewish, oh, come on, finger. Russian-Jewish, American poet, critic, translator, and professor. Cool. Um, well, that was, that reminds so, me of, um, I think it's Sarah Novik. Uh, shoot. Mm. Is it Girl at War? Is that? The book title? I don't remember. Uh, but um, she is uh, she's deaf, and she did. A, um, I can link to this. She did a, uh, an article about how she's fluent in like something like Czech and English and ASL, and then um, like how the different parts of her personality are spoken in each uh-huh. of those languages. And so it's it's it'd be really interesting to read a conversation between a poet and a novelist on like how they use mm-hmm. ASL or English in their right. writings. Yeah. So That'd it be- was, I mean, this book it obviously has a lot of like rich, That's, interesting yeah. um, background to it. But it, I mean, I think if you're um, just looking for something different, like you haven't, you know, mm-hmm. you've been reading a lot of things and maybe you're looking for something a little, this was like a, this was definitely like I sat down and felt like, I haven't read anything well, like this, this is, before, yeah, you cool, know. Cool. Um, so, and it was, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's short, but, like, it takes a little bit of reflection. Like, mm-hmm. you're, I kind of would go back and reread sections and say, did I just understand exactly what I right. read? Because of, because of the poetry. poetry, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you, you mull over it a little more, um, which I think maybe makes it, like, it more powerful uh-huh. in this particular, uh-huh. with this particular topic especially um so anyways i i wonder if there is a i wonder if there's like a video 
of the poems being signed or like the story being told. I don't know. We'll look that up. Yeah. If there is, <gasps> we can link it. What a, what a rich tapestry. <laughs> so that is my book number one. My book number two, Classic. I won't say that I'm actually reading it right mm-hmm. now. I have read it um, a number of times. But All the way through? Yeah. Um, but I, um, I, I had been watching um, She's Beautiful When She's Angry mm-hmm. this last weekend, and it reminded me how much I loved this book, Our Bodies, Ourselves, mm-hmm. which was written by the Boston Health Collective, which and the Boston Health Collective was literally like, you know, some, no, hold on, Esther Rome, Pamela Morgan, Helen Rodriguez Trias, Mary Howell, um, Josie Barzaletto, I think it's Josie and not Jose because it doesn't have, mm-hmm. okay, Josie Barzaletto, um, Ellen Rosenfield, but it could be Jose, sorry, sorry, uh, Rachel Fructor, Barbara Seaman, Rita Arditi, Pat Cody, and Rosetta Reitz, Reitz, Reitz. Um, and so they, uh, like, yeah, in the show, they have the, you know, the ladies mm-hmm. remaining who are still mm-hmm. alive, like, talk about um, putting this together because they had just, they got together and they're like, people need to know this. Wild. And they put together pamphlets and then people were like, where can I get this? And so yeah. then they realized it had to be a book. Wow. And so then it became cool. a book. And, um, and then, you know, people... It, it went global. Yeah, and so that's, yeah. this is the, I'm looking at the revised and updated edition that came out, I think, in 2012, um, 2011, maybe. But this has, um, like, it, like insets that talk about, um, uh, like, the different, like, different places around the world oh, who've picked okay. this book up. And so, like, um, there was a little section, I was just flipping through it this morning, and there was a little section that was, like, um, how like the Israeli version is mm. in Hebrew and Arabic, but they decided to tr- like the words for menopause and in, in Hebrew and in Arabic both were problematic. It, oh, there were things like it was things like the wilting time oh, and something oh, oh. like that. And so then they were like, "We're going to like Whoa, cool. find a new way to cool. to redefine this." Oh, so um, language that's cool. yes. So that was that. What I thought was really cool and. Um, and I, I think it was, uh, it, this book just like changed my life so much when I read it the first time mm-hmm. that I wanted to remind people that it existed. How, and, how are they more recently with like gender identity and? You know, I was actually like going that. to go in and talk about that because that's the the thing is, I mean, I know that they updated it and I wonder Since if they would have to update yeah. it again. Um, because the thing is, is that. I don't know. I mean, I think this is what, like, this is sort of the difficulty about this is, like, this was a landmark mm-hmm. book for women. Yeah. Um, and, what you know, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't say. Is it kind of essential? Inspiring like, women and people uh-huh, with uh-huh. with uteruses. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It doesn't yeah. say that necessarily. Um, and so because this is so this is very biology focused. Mm-hmm. Like this is how these this body works. parts yeah. work. Yeah. This is how this biological function happens. This is how, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's a very, uh, I mean, it's, it's rooted within mm-hmm. the culture and it's rooted within politics or whatever, but it's very much like women didn't 
even understand. Yeah, exactly. That's how what why this any was written. Stuff was. Is, yeah, yeah, all of these women were going to their doctors and, and realizing the doctors, no, the doctors weren't helping them and mm-hmm. they were realizing because women were finally starting to talk to each other mm-hmm. about this stuff that mm-hmm. they didn't um, know things. And that's yeah. when they were like, let's teach ourselves and let's learn things and let's know things. Yeah. So cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't I, I'm I wonder. Like I won I don't know that it would I don't know. I'm not sure like how you would necessarily do that in mm-hmm. this book because you know, I guess it's like if you if your biology matches the biology they're talking about in mm-hmm. this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then this book would help you. Well, and, and I like that it's our bodies ourselves and not like mm-hmm. I mean it I feel like it Yeah. I feel like it cool. came out of the women's movement, mm-hmm. but I feel like today, yeah. you know, because there are a lot of people who are able now to identify as they wish to identify, um, that that you can you know, maybe you still you wouldn't maybe feel like you were being excluded if you read it mm-hmm. if you if this was your the biology, biology yeah, that you right. that you needed information about um cool. so nice. yeah and no, i just it, it told me it was time to go back and and relook at that and flip through pictures it's instructive <laughs> i bet it is <laughs> like a mirror there's instruct like instructive yeah. pictures <laughs> um uh, about that so that was yeah. Then okay, yeah, that's our two book movements. So, Deaf Republic by Ilya Kaminsky, Our Bodies Ourselves by the Boston Women's Health Collective, uh, Look How Happy I'm Making You by Polly Rosenwick, and A People's History of Heaven by Mathangi Subramanian. So, I'm okay, probably brutal and brutalize that again. No, I think you're okay. Great. Um, well, that was our two book minimum. Then. Two book, yep. Well, so. Do you want to introduce this whole um, bookstrology concept that we sure. were kind of coming up with? I just okay. like split them in half. Okay. Yeah. Let let me do that. Let me introduce. So we, you know, this summer's theme for all all all, all libraries everywhere is a universe of stories. And mm-hmm. the way that we interpreted that here at the Lawrence Public Library was um you know, to involve some things, you know, having to do with space, mm-hmm. having to do with the universe, having to do with, um, and obviously stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought, wouldn't it be fun if we were, you know, talking about um, astronomy and then that led to stars and that led to astrology. So wouldn't it be fun if we um, took the, um, you know, the premise uh, of the premise of astrology and made 12 uh, reading um, book astrology books, science. Yes, yeah, your book astrology it science. It was so. such a fun idea. And then we were like, God, 12's a lot. 12's a lot. <laughs> 12's a lot. But it, and then, but also, it's like 12's also not enough, you know? Right. Yeah, that's true. Because so, it's pos- like you'll be listening to us and you'll be like, I didn't hear myself represented. Yeah, yes. So that's fine. You That's might fine. you might be a you might be a you're combo cusp, you might be on you the cusp. Be, you're your right. own unicorn. You're right. So we came up with you know we thought about like the different kinds of books that are out there and the different kinds of readers and what people are yeah. looking for in their appeal factors. Yeah. And this is what we came up with. And it's like a mix of like like appeal factors and then also like subjects and stuff like yeah. that. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a broad uh, swath. 
right. of things <laughs> and like, that we thought were cool. <laughs> and that we thought were cool. And it reminds me, you know, like in the Unfriendly Black Hotties podcast when they say like astrology isn't real and yet it's the realest exactly. thing there yes. is. It's yeah. the truest thing ever. Yeah. Um, so we're hoping. We're, hoping we're not doctors. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nor are we're we. We're not scienceologists or anything like that. No. I'm not. No, I'm not an astrologer. I'm not an astronomer. No. I'm not a writer. I'm not a publisher. Not any of those things. I'm not even technically a librarian (laughs) with a capital L. But we. And yet. This was fun. And yet. Yes. And yet. Here we are. So. Uh, (laughs) All right. Do you want to. So, yeah, what we were going to kind of do is kind of like what we've done with uh, some other things where we just kind of uh, off the cuff. uh, Oh, goodness. Yeah. We'll see if Jim has to do any editing. Uh, <laughs> off the cuff, try our um, RA skills mm-hmm. on uh, on these things yeah, here. So let's do it. Well, and uh, so there's the 12 types, and you can pick up these cards um, if you're in Lawrence uh, at the library on top of the new bookshelves. Mm-hmm. And um, we're also putting them in books. We have just had a display up um, yeah. with different books uh, matching to these these little these right. signs. Uh, but I think I'm going to try to keep it up with um, sneaking these little cards in with uh, yeah. books that are already on the shelf. Let's so. do that. So let's do this. So let's do a sign mm-hmm. and then read the sign mm-hmm. and then come up with two or three books Got that go with each one. sign. At, or at least one. <laughs> <laughs> or at least. Let's come up with at least one. Yes. If not. We'll see. One. Let's just see how this goes. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. Um, We're doing this with just our brains, you guys. Yeah. Yep. Our phones are down. Okay. All right. You want to go? Okay. Oh, me? Okay. So the first one is The Best Seller. You're a book club regular. Best sellers and award-winning authors dominate your holds list. You're never without a book and would move into the library if possible. Too many books, too little time. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were just talking about that. Yeah. So for the bestseller, this one's well, a little be, easy. Yeah. Because it could be anybody. But so I'm thinking, so like Leanne Moriarty, uh-huh. Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah. yeah. Um, Delia Owens, Where the Crawdads Sing. Yes. Whose uh, holds us is still. And that one apparently is a really, really good book club. Yeah. Book and we have it in well. the bag. We have yeah. it in a bag eventually. We do. We already do. No, I mean, get on oh, hold for it. Shoot. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> get in. If you guys want to read this for your book club, get in and mm-hmm. put it on right now. Uh, who else? Great Believers by Rebecca Mackay, like mm-hmm. which you talked about last episode. James Patterson. Yes. All right. That's it's, enough because it's, okay, it's that's like, enough. starting. That one's going to be too easy. Yeah. All right. Go. Uh, well, then this one, The Stargazer. You're the reader who's drawn to biographies, autobiographies, celebrity memoirs, and the latest celebrity self-help books. You love learning about what makes the famous and infamous tick. Mindy we'll Kaling. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Mindy Kaling, is everybody hanging out without me? Yes. Uh, Michelle Obama, Becoming. Okay. Um, also, well, there was a crossover, but you, well, I know you'd put this out for Class Clown, but the Ellen DeGeneres, yes. Seriously, I'm Kidding, or what is yeah. it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but was that, I, it was, was for that a memoir? Class Clown. Um, I thought it was just, I thought it was just funnies. It's, uh-huh. I think it's, but I think it's her life, too. Could be. I don't know. Yep. But also, so if it's the stargazer, if it's funny things by famous people, that kind of counts too. Yeah, that's crossover. Yeah. Okay. So, good. You got a couple of those. Great. You got a couple of those. The Professor. Ugh. 
Okay, er- okay, 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 we can do this. Okay, you st- erudite and deep thinking, you are the reader drawn to literary fiction, scholarly explorations, and narrative nonfiction writers who are committed to the craft of storytelling. Dude, I think that you're that Deaf Republic would yeah, fit under Deaf there. Deaf Republic for would sure. totally yes. go on there. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, God. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, like everything is just flying out of my brain right now, but that's okay. Um, well, it'll come to us. Well, the I was bo- thinking about what I put up there. Oh, James Baldwin. Yes, absolutely. anything by James yeah, Baldwin. But I, I think I put the, yeah. the Outsiders. Yeah, maybe James Baldwin. Um, well, which and could also go into another one. Going off of that would be um, the Fire This Time by Jasmine Ward, the mm-hmm. edited the short story collection or the yes. essays collection. Um, and then. Uh, you know, smart anything books. Joan Didion. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anything Joan Didion. Oh, what's a good non? What's a good narrative nonfiction that we just read? Death. Uh, Death Destiny comes, of the Republic. Like Death comes to Pemberley. No, that's Destiny, not. <laughs> of the, Destiny of the Republic. Yes. Um, that's a biography, but also. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's Professor, but it's also another one. But Mary Roach's books yes. would be you're smart and you're learning things, but mm-hmm. then they're also going to be. Yeah. Another thing. And then, like, probably anything, like, uh, yeah, smart. Just any, like, a lot of litvic mm-hmm. that you pull out. But, yeah. um, but those are the ones that come to mind. So, oh boy. Uh, the Creep. You are mm. the kind of reader who cannot get enough true crime and the weird stuff most, most folks would deem creepy, spooky, scary, or eerie. Murderino is your macabre middle name. Um, well, I'll be gone in the dark. Yeah, I was going to say that one. Yep. Uh, all right. So, um, But also, like, a lot of, like, and not all horror is going to be. Remember when we did our horror podcast here? Yeah. Are you remembering some of the ones that you We talked about things that were called books. (laughs) Um, I was trying to think of, like, some southern gothic. Well, The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay. Yes. The Cabin at the End of the World? Yeah. Something like so. that? I think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking so, about. So, yeah. I was thinking, because I was like, oh, creepy. Like, I was making me think more like just, you know. Oh, just like eerie. Well, like oh, right. Sarah Waters' books. Yeah. The Lottery, Shirley yes. Jackson. Yeah. Um, yeah. could go on there because it's. Well, and there's like. Soup's creep. There's books that are based on Stranger Things, which we can talk about later. Ooh. Um, mm-hmm. That would also fit. So, it could be like. Funny, creepy, scary, or right. really creepy, scary. Horror store, Grady Hendrix. Yes. Yeah. What's that one. other one that the guy you just met with Grady Hendrix? Ooh. Well, he did um, Kill Creek. Kill Creek yeah. by Scott Thomas. That's a Kansas writer. Yeah. He's, yep. Yep. He went to school here, and it's based here. Cool. All right. The Protester. You read to stay informed about social movements. You're active politically and engaged in your community's conversation about equity. Mm-hmm. You are committed to facilitating positive change for all. This is like all of your social justice books. Yes. Um, so, well, right, White Fragility. Mm-hmm. So, Evicted yeah. um, by Matthew Desmond. I'd say Good and um, Mad. Yes. Good and Mad is great. Rebecca Traster. Mm-hmm. Um, anything Rebecca Solnit writes mm-hmm. yeah, pretty absolutely. much. Yeah, um, she'd be a professor one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's some this, good crossover. Yeah. So like, um, you know, like also you would read maybe some of the James Bald, like the James Baldwin mm-hmm. book if you wanted a novel that talked about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, Exit West. Yeah. Um, you know, would be to me is a novel that points out, you know, ec- like 
issues around equity and mm. um, social movements and, you know, things like that. So One if that I haven't read in a long time, but Grassroots by... Mm-hmm. You'll find it. It's two wonderful lady authors. Lady authors? Who am I? 1900s. And it's talking about, like, how grassroots movements are built. Mm-hmm. I'll say, I'll mention Pro by yeah. um, Katha Pollitt. Because that is, I mean, abortion's been in the news a lot lately. And I think it's a really great um, mm-hmm. book about, um, you know. Reproductive if, rights. If, yeah. About reproductive rights. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for the words. Yes. Um, so anyways, protester books. There you well, go. Well, um, on the same topic, not at all. Class Clown. Uh, so we've got the the funny memoirs, but then also mm-hmm. I would say, well Samantha Irby's yes um, essays yeah Unibrow yeah like Una, Marsh. Una Marsh yeah yes um, that one like made me laugh so hard yeah uh, I'd also put like Vonnegut and um, Tom Robbins <laughs> I always want to say Tim Robbins and that's Tom not Robbins. a person yeah yeah Tom um, Robbins. I would say David Sedaris yep. um, will make you laugh. Me Talk Pretty One Day. Mm-hmm. I still God. think about the big boy, the essay, big boy, which is I, I probably reread. shouldn't talk about it on air. But <laughs> it it's about going to somebody's house and doing something in the bathroom that you can't hide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably and, for our podcast. And I still... Oh yeah. I need to reread. That. I need I to reread that. Or, re- or yeah. Right. Um, yes. So then, or like Jim Gaffigan's, uh, what's a dad is fat. I've heard that that's hilarious. Yes. Um, He's got some food stuff. Uh, any like of the Tina Fey. Yeah. Bossy pants. Yes. Um, which if you missed it when it came out because everybody was reading it, uh-huh. you should go back and read it because it's really good. Same with Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, please. yes, please. Which could also be, though, a little bit in yeah. protest. Well, that, and that, yes, and also in, uh, like, Stargazer, mm-hmm. which we haven't done yet, right? Mm. Did we? Oh, or did Jesus. we? Yes, we did. That was on the show. Okay, that was, a, that was the first one. Uh, so, oh, also Christopher Moore, um, who Leah really likes. Uh, oh, right. Is it mm-hmm. Lamb? Is that the one that's yeah, sort of like, a, it's like it's about Biff, the yes. 13th apostle yes. of Jesus or yes. something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes, if you like funny, I we got like you covered. Mm-hmm. What you got? Mm, the Tree Hugger. You're drawn to books about nature and you're a fan of climate fiction or cli-fi mm-hmm. if you didn't know that that's what that was mm-hmm. your love li- you love life and worry about our planet's future you get the benefits of yoga and mindfulness i guess i should say you get the benefits of <laughs> yoga and mindfulness reading is nirvana mm-hmm. all right so well for yoga and stuff i mean mm-hmm. like that would be everybody is it everybody yoga Yes. Um, oh, why are we blanking on Jasmine Jasmine Stanley. Jasmine Stanley. Yeah. Yes. And that. Yeah. So that's that'd be a good the yoga Home Place book by J. Drew Lanham. Yes. Oh, I was here. about to say that. Um, let's see. Clify. Oh, Orleans by oh, yeah. Sherry Smith. Sherry Smith. Yeah. Would be a good one for that. Um, what else? Uh, There's a lot of nonfiction that yes. is not going to come to my mind. Right well, now, right, but, but you know what we're talking about. The Lorax by there Dr. You go. Seuss. OG. Would be a super good one to read for that one. It's OG Cli Fi. Yeah. <laughs> I want to think of one more Cli Fi book. 
Um, I have like Station Eleven's not no nope. really mm-hmm. nope. no. Nor is, but, is California by Eden Lepucky. Not sure if that one is. I know I have. Good, I'm though. just like all of a sudden I'm remembering Ant Hill by E. O. Wilson. Oh yeah. Um right. and. Do, 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 do. Doesn't matter. Goldfam Citrus by Claire Watkins. Oh. I just remember Jake in Info blogged about Cli-Fi a and couple years ago, there? and that was the first time I ever heard that term, and that was on there, yeah. Okay. Or or was it? Who knows? That sounds we'll good. Yeah. Um, so thrill Seeker, you're the Vin Diesel of reading. You love to read anything that's fast-paced and full of suspense. Full of suspense, adventure, and thrill. <laughs> See, yeah, we don't comprehend <laughs> these when we read them. <laughs> full, fast-paced. Let's just pretend that I didn't do that. Okay. And full of suspense, adventure, and thrills. You read on the edge of your seat and you like sports and action too. Yeah, we were kind of like blending some things in here. <laughs> yeah, we were. So that's going to be your Pattersons. Your Pattersons. Your Your Coltons. Your Coltons. Let's see. Joanne. Wait, no. Iris Johansson. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the Megan Abbott psychological yeah. thrillers that are out today. The that one that I, I always recommend girl, would be B.A. Paris. B.A. Paris. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What else? Well, and then... Um, Do you have like a... Well, and then like sports memoirs, which of, of which I'm going to have none to think about. But, hmm. you know, that sort of thing, right? Would those be thrilling? Well, I don't know. It's just you like sports in action, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. Maybe it's like true. a thrilling sports memoir. It could be. <laughs> we'll I, find a thrilling sports memoir. There's one. We there. will. We'll, we'll throw one in there. If you know one, yeah, please help us. But you can. But you can't hardly shake a stick without right hitting a thrilling book these days. That, exactly. That, like that is that's a a genre. It's like that the is, IPA of the. Yes, that's a genre that's really booming right now. Yeah. So we could help you find mm-hmm. a ton of thrillers. I wonder if eventually then we'll hit like the other side where then everything will just be slow and boring. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the world I live in. That's that's where we sit. Yep. Um, okay. I got The Nerd Knight. Mm. You're the kind of reader who gets lost in world building. You love technology, superheroes, and gorgeous graphic novels. Future and fantasy are your forte. Mm-hmm. Okay, so N.K. Jemisin. I am the yes. Uh, we'll name some of the books. Um, so Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first one of that series. Um, she's got the story. Is it the stories? When when will there be Black Future Month? Yeah, in fantasy. Um, also, um, I was going to say for the technology one, mm-hmm. Damon by um, Daniel Suarez uh, is like a techno thrillery. Okay. Um, it's really good. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, world building. So you're talking about like your George R.R. Martin. It's mm-hmm. like any of your Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think well, of a – I'm trying to think of someone maybe that isn't as well known who – What – okay. So – Dystopians aren't often, or like literary dystopias aren't really right. always thought of as world building. But I think like like Orleans by Sherry Smith, mm-hmm. like you really imagine right. or Station there. Eleven, yeah. because you're having to imagine how things. Yes, yeah, I can see how, and that would be an, actually an interesting thing. So if you're a person who normally reads fantasy, mm-hmm. to say to be like, would you try? Something like this, mm-hmm. like yeah, if you would want you try something, something like Station new, Eleven right. because it you really do. 
She does a great job of building what the world will be. Um, So let's see. um, Obviously, um, you know, The Martian Mm -hmm. by Andy Weir would be good. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Ready Player One by Ernest Cline Mm -hmm. would fit into that, um, I think. And those are like I'm pulling books out of my head that I think are – if you haven't read in this, yeah. um, you might try those because I think that you would like them. Yeah, for sure. But I'm trying to think. Anne Leckie is oh, yeah. a big name who writes in... Um, Ancillary Justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And the Sci-fi. Southern Reach trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's the James... Not James Vanderbeek. God. <laughs> Vandermeer. Yes. That starts Vandermeer. with Annihilation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, that's urban fantasy, isn't it? No, that's fan- that's sci-fi. Is it? Yeah. Oh, but Urban Fantasy would fit in here too really well. Mm, yeah. It could. Yeah, definitely. The world buildings. So maybe and like. the nerdery. Yeah. The nerdery. Well, no, um, Gaiman would what's be her, in there. What is it? Mercedes? Lackey. Lackey. I yes. was like, I, I was like, it can't be Lackey because I just said Lucky, but it is Lackey. It's with an A. Um, writes a She's ton fantasy. of fantasy yeah. that is super popular and people mm-hmm. love. Yeah. So there's that, that would one. be a good place to start. Good. If you were looking to get into that. Um, the Optimist. This is the you. Oh. Uh, you're the lifetime movies of readers and <laughs> seek out books that are positive and upbeat. You love a feel-good, uplifting story, even if it makes you cry because it's really all about the feels. Autobiography. Autobiography was a feel-good story. Darius, the greatest. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. That was also... Meet Me at the Museum. I'm just I'm just going to name all the things I remember you talking about. All the ones that I was... Yes. Yes. Oh, Meet Me at the Museum. I will totally... I'm going to completely stand on that book right now Mm -hmm. because people just need to read it. It's so good. It's It's also a book club bag. mm -hmm. Second Thursday book club will be reading it at some point. It's just so charming Mm -hmm. and wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, The Secret Life of A.J. Fickery Mm -hmm. by Gabrielle Zevin. I would put in this. Curious Charms of Arthur Pepper by... Phaedra Patrick, Patrick, I think. Yes, um, Arthur Pretty, True. Um, oh yeah, something, the, something. The story of Arthur True. Love something of by Arthur Elizabeth True. Love. Mm-hmm. Anything that. with someone's name in it. Uh, yes, <laughs> like uh, Elizabeth or what? Or no, was something Oliphant? Why oh, I? Eleanor. Eleanor Oliphant uh-huh. is completely fine. Yeah, um, you should read that one. What's it? Gosh. And then, like, I was trying to think of a couple other. Um, you know the one where the, dude, the uh, what about like you are you are a badass? Okay, I would like totally feels. put you. I would totally put you are a badass in that. Yeah. Um, would we call Brene Brown then? Yes. Also? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. This Brene is in- well. It's interesting because that will cross over into the next one I have to say, which is okay. going to be after what you have right. to say. So, um, yeah. So that's so that to me is like you know again this isn't science. The body's not so- an apology. Yeah. Is well that falls under. Gosh, optimism, um, optimism, protester. Mm-hmm. Um, we would like it to be on the bestseller, so I'm just going to say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's some. There's so some fiction, good ones. and a lot of, and just romance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, like, yeah. just romance as a whole genre, because you have to have a happily ever ending for a romance. Pride and so prejudice. pride and prejudice. Um, like, you know, um, what's one of my. What's a sweet romance? I don't usually read sweet romance, I know, but like, but I, you know, spicy. I liked the obviously the Hating Game mm-hmm. by Sally Thorne and um, Public Relations by Sarah Heaney. Mm-hmm. It's just fun and 
Bet Me. Oh, yeah. Um, by Jennifer Cruzy. Uh-huh. And um, let me think. Of, we really only said one. Yeah. No, we did. So we got it. We got it. We got it. We're in. Okay. The Globetrotter. Oh, yeah. You, you're an armchair explorer for whom reading is the next best thing to taking a vacation. You dream of traveling the world and crave feeling like you've been transported somewhere new. That's totally you. Mm, I like those books, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know which book I really love is um, A Year in Provence oh, by yeah, you Peter do. Mayle. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... There's a, not sequel, but there's like a follow-up to that that just came out this year, I think. Um, well, there's, there is to that. And then there's also, he has a, like some, that is not, that's nonfiction, Mm -hmm. but then he's got a couple fiction books like the, it was like, no, who am I thinking of? I was thinking of something else. I don't know. The Italian bulldozer. Oh, that was Alexander McCall Smith, wasn't it? (laughs) Yes. But I would say anything by Alexander McCall Smith yeah. is going to be armchair traveling because right. he's got like South Africa, he's got South Scotland. Africa, he's got those Scotland, the uh-huh. Isabel Dalhousie mysteries, yeah. like you know. Um, so anything by him would take you somewhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, there's oh. one called Fifty Walks, a book called Fifty Walks Around Ireland mm. that I really like. That um, is, I can't think of the author, but we can. Put that one in. And A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson. Yes. That was really. Mm-hmm. That would go under the class clown. Yeah. Gosh. You know, anything by Bill Bryson. But yeah. also Bill Bryson would go anything under Globetrotter. And also under Professor for a lot for some of the things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Home mm-hmm. and the, the, the one with the, the linguistic ones. Yeah. The, things and the, stuff. the linguistic ones, I think. <laughs> So nailing uh, it. We are nailing it. We are <laughs> nailing it. Uh, no, but I think okay, wait, think of one more Globetrotter book. Um well, you know, one's about where you want to be. <laughs> well, I was thinking I was just thinking like um uh you know, all the uh, Hosseini books. Yeah. Like yeah. so and like a thousand, Echo, yeah. yeah, a thousand uh-huh. splendid sons, yeah. and um, the kite runner and stuff yeah. because they're literary fiction, but also the setting is really important to the book. Yes, and so for me, well, like, I would say Darius the Great. Again, yes, yeah, Darius the Great could be because I learned a lot. Oh, me too. Yeah. So see, do you see how things can be multiple well, just, things? Yes, things yes. can be things can be multiple things. Two things can be true. Yes. Also, seven things can be true. Things, yes. <laughs> Uh, and then the last one would be the DIYer. You're mm-hmm. a problem solver drawn to learning and doing things for yourself. Mm-hmm. We are both those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you read about cooking, crafting, gardening, self-improvement, finding new hobbies, and self-sufficiency. So um, all of the uh, – don't for the for dummies books. All of the for dummies <laughs> books. I will say um, – so I loved the Backyard Homestead, mm-hmm. um, which – and I'm – like because you don't the authors don't always stand out so right. I'm gonna forget the name of the authors That's we'll fine. put those in but the backyard homestead I loved that book I used it so much That's especially nice. when we like had a lot of garden and chickens yeah. and everything um, and then Jenna Wogenrich yes like writes a couple Did, of books um, who I'm blanking like on the farm not on the farm but something yeah. like that where she t- she talks about moving to yes like, yes I, I really like those too I liked her stuff. A Dirty Life by something Kimball. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all kind of like DIYs. I really like um, uh, knitting books. Mm-hmm. I don't 
I'm trying to get back. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this out loud. I'm oh, trying boy. to get back into knitting, you guys. I didn't know you were knitting in the first well, place. I'm, I could make squares and oh, rectangles. That's, that's half the shapes right <laughs> I there. Can make, I can make squares and rectangles. You can make a lot of things so on squares and rectangles. So I just checked out a book called Coffee House Knits, which is way beyond me. Mm. But um, the there are books. There's t- two or she's got a couple and I'm not going to remember her name. But like the first one is the knit stitch and then mm-hmm. the pearl stitch oh. and then something – and I think it's Sally mm, – I'm going to blank on the last name. But she's like kind of a staple if you want to learn to knit. That's mm-hmm. a great place to start because it's – you know, she's very um, baseline mm-hmm. and like walks you through like here's everything you can make with a knit stitch, which is the most basic stitch. And then Good, the next – the whole – that's yeah. a whole book. Dang. And then you – and it See, like – so yeah, you can do a lot of She things. gives you things that like – that actually look cool mm-hmm. that can be made – if you if the knit stitch is like the only thing you know how to do, mm-hmm. so I would put that. Is it DIY? Also, the DIYs. Um, the is it who, who does the book the money one that you like? Oh, um, I like. I really like. So you need a budget. I don't. I haven't. I got check that one out, but I never read it. Okay. But I really like um, Joe Dominguez and Robin. Blanc. I'm mm-hmm. blanking on her last name, but it's called. It's your. <laughs> Did you just say Robin Blanc? Blanc. <laughs> That's. I'm blanking in French. I have blanked out. <laughs> uh, that book is called Your Money or Your Life, mm-hmm. and I. Oh yeah. I love that book because I mean it's like it's a do-it-yourself book mm-hmm. and like how to like get control of your money. But it's also like really philosophical because it's just like what that's do you, how you spend your yeah, yeah how exactly. are you trading your life yeah. force for yeah I think we were talking sense. about that at one point yeah. yeah I think we did talk about that on the podcast at some point so um, that's a good DIY anything like there's a million home brewing books yes yeah how to make wine sourdough bread sourdough bread yeah any cookbooks how I you guess make anything. all cookbooks are DIY yeah that's nice do you have that's a favorite true. salt fat acid heat yeah you do have that is, favorite is that is probably my answer. Oh, one that I just checked out is do it in one, and it's like how to do um, do it in one things in one pot or one pan oh. or one skillet. Yeah, that seems good. It is good. We made basically a glorified hamburger helper the other day. Um, I like that. Yeah, it was it was pretty I'm tasty. It didn't look as pretty at all as the picture because <laughs> I was like, well, it's really I still kind of miss Chili Mac. Mm, that was my favorite it. hamburger helper. Just make it. Well, I made goulash. Mm, I'm so hungry right now. I know. Me too. We have to do uh, a You Can't right. Always Be Reading. All right. So. It's maybe not well, about food. Well, and let me, let's just, let's wrap mm-hmm. our book astrology. So like. This is a story. That was. <laughs> not that kind of rap. Um, this was, this was an adventure of us just trying to pull books out thanks of the for, air. Thanks for being thanks here Thanks for going along. But I, but I would like to say if, if. You know, what I would love people to do if you're listening is to go into the comments and say, like, wh- what is your book sign? Yeah, and then we can send and you And then some, we can send you some Or if you've got some and you're like, oh, why didn't you mention this? Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Or you can say, like, this is a great book for this sign. Yeah. Um, do that. But you can also – you can email us mm-hmm. at rs at lplks.org. 
and ask for book recommendations. And ask for say, book hey, recommendations. I think I'm a stargazer. Yep. Help me. You a can, globe setting. Just try yeah. stargazer, please. Yeah. So if you can give us your sign or signs, mm-hmm. that will help us pick some books yeah. for you. Um, and then, and you can always include like a book, you know, a book that you love in that yeah. genre, a book that and a book that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. So that can help us narrow it down for you. Yeah. But we would love to hear from We're you because we you. we want to help you find some books. Yep. All right. Well, but also you can't always be reading. That's what they tell me. Yep. Um, you could be watching Stranger Things. <laughs> you could be like yes. everyone else Good. in the free world. All right. All right. Let's do well, it. How do we say something about Stranger Things that's like not spoily? First of all, no. You know what? Well, can we spoil this? The outfit thing? We can spoil the okay. outfit thing. All right. Uh, so I would like to say for the record that Steve the Hair Harrington um, – <laughs> I have never in my life gone from hating someone to dating. No, to, from like hating someone to loving them. <laughs> to dating so much. Hating, to, is, hating you dating you, need you to, right? You Isn't need to the... tell me. I didn't know this was happening, that you were dating Steve Harris. Oh, God. No. No. He's got a weird mustache now. But anyway, uh, in the first season, I was like, blah, this is stupid. And mm-hmm. I was just freaking hating right. him. And, and then, then in the second season. Yeah, he, he became dad. Mm-hmm. Dad Harrington, Dad and then Harrington. in the him and Dustin's relationship, and then he just goes this whole season just in a sailor suit. Right. The important, the important thing you need to know if you haven't watched it yet, and if you haven't had it spoiled for you, mm-hmm. is that this season opens with Steve Harrington working at Scoops, Scoops, Scoops Ahoy, Ahoy. Yeah. which is essentially you know Baskin Robbins. Yeah. And I didn't, if you didn't know this, Baskin Robbins is actually making a Scoops Ahoy. <gasps> Um, the USS Butterscotch. Oh my God! Yes. Oh um, God. And I think they make some other ones. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he's, he's yeah, wearing he's this little sailor outfit. Sailor outfit. And, and halfway his, through the season, I w- I turned to my husband and I was like, "If he is not, because he was still in yeah, the yeah. uniform," and I was like, "If he is not in this uniform at the end of this season, I am going to lose it." Yes. Like I went now, I was committed. Like he was going to wear this. Costume. He sure he did, and, and he sure like did. with the hat, a lot of it, yep. and which the hat was throwing off his romantic game. But <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, Ugh, it was so good. So it was a really good season. I mean, visually. it's not like we have to tell people to watch Stranger Things. No, everybody's watching it. But I will say that I just cried a lot. Did you? Yeah. I and you know I don't but, know I don't really listen reasons. I don't listen to what other people like if they didn't like it so much because I liked it. There were some people yeah. who were like I didn't like that season, but that's fine. Go watch something else. Whatever. So, okay, if you want to watch something yes. else, yeah. you should watch Pose. Okay. Because it is fantastic. You posted about it that, yeah. It is set, okay, so Pose is set in the 80s. Um, it is set in New York. It is set in the um, house, like mm-hmm. ballroom and house scene. So if you don't know this, um, a lot of... Gay youth, particularly black and Latinx youth, mm-hmm. um, were, um, and especially if they were trans or like, you know, at that time it was harder to mm-hmm. to transition. Um, they were in the this the only place for them really was the ballroom scene, mm-hmm. and so like 
They um, and they, not ballroom dancing. This no, is like it's like voguing mm-hmm. and just over the top fashion. Mm-hmm. And so there were always the- like there was a a theme for the night and um and like or th- different themes of the night. And then they, you had to come and like mm-hmm. that was how you earned your respect and that mm-hmm. was how you you mm-hmm. got your name. And um and there were people who um, established houses. Yeah. So like yeah. um so like they would take in kids who mm-hmm. didn't have anywhere else to go who were kicked out from their home and they Mm -hmm. would give them a place. And um, so it was, uh, it's just fantastic. And so like, if you watched Paris is Burning Mm -hmm. ever, like that's what I'm talking about. But this particular show is um, like the actors, um, if it's a trans character, it's a Mm -hmm. trans actor. Um, The characters, um, I know that the writers and producers, like Janet Mock, is involved oh, in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the writers and producer directors um, are gay or trans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's incredible. That's and awesome. every episode, I cried every episode. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, like for good things, and yeah. sometimes not. But so. Um, if you ha- are late to this game, Billy Porter mm-hmm. is like the most incredible human okay. of all humans. Aww. Do you know who Billy no, Porter is? No, I don't think I do. Uh, we will include a clip of Billy Porter's Oscar costume oh. in which he wore a tuxedo top and a giant ball like bottom. skirt bottom. Oh. Um, we, we all find some clips of his Met Gala costumes um, he's, he's incredible. And he plays Pray Tell, um, who is the designer, but he's also the MC mm-hmm. of, um, of the balls. And nice. so he is just incredible. So I would say, um, please, please, please. I will. Take some time to watch Pose because mm-hmm. it, it's incredible. And it's about an incredible time in our past. And so it's fu- like I was saying, I read, um, I read Rebecca Mackay's mm-hmm. um, Great Believers, Great Believers, which is it takes place at the same time, mm-hmm. featuring the same men in Chicago, not in mm-hmm. um, New, New York, York but mm-hmm. it, they they were great companion pieces cool. to That's each good. other. That's good. And then this weekend, I also watched a sh- like a documentary called Silent Heroes, and it's about two um, women mm-hmm. who um, were the only medical providers providing care for um, AIDS patients in Salt Lake City at the same time. So there's, I'm just, you know, I think this is like the zeitgeist now Mm -hmm. is we're coming, like our history, my history is Mm -hmm. now like ready for people to like re-examine it in terms of like, the, I'm. I like guess I'm not stories, saying my history. Right, I wasn't but, a gay man in, in 1985, but I. Yeah. But like like where I uh, like what I lived the years through, that you the yeah. years I lived through, and like it's so incredible to read something that you lived through, especially when you were maybe. 17, yeah. 18, 19 years old and you and see what was happening to other people right, at that time. Yeah. And that you weren't not aware of right. because you were living in your little hidey hole right. if you were, you know, if you weren't in that particular right. scene. So anywho's cool. um, all those things. Good. Um I bought I bought a bike. Um I've been biking. Yes, that's what I feel like. Do you say yeah. do you sing that to in yourself? My head, you I do, yes. Yeah. When I like when my gear when I put the gear down or whatever. Uh, <laughs> shift it. Um but mostly I've just been been riding we've been riding the Burroughs Creek Trail and going to Fields and Ivy Brewery in Lawrence, which is great. 
So that's my plug. <laughs> so you can't always be reading. You can be drinking if you would yeah. like to. You could be, and you could be biking, biking if you would like to, and you could you be can knitting bike if you want to. Like to, I would like to put all of my stuff into my bike, my knitting supplies. Yeah, and I would like to ride my bike to a brewery and, and knit, then, yeah, and drink. Yeah, just don't spill on it. You'd be so sad. I would probably be pretty sad. Mm-hmm. But that seems that sounds like wonderful. A, seems like a nice a little thing cheese to plate. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That sounds great. If I'm not reading, that's that what you want to be. That exact combination of things. Yeah. Good. Please don't laugh at me if you see me knitting in public. No, I, come help me. I like it. <laughs> I think it's great when people knit in public. I really like it. Yeah, I'm. I'm amazed. I I'm looking for something to relax me these days. Yeah, I'm hoping that knitting. I'm hoping taking up knitting because yeah. the first time like it, a was, it was it was not. Relaxed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is supposed to be relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm hoping it is this time because mm-hmm. I. I feel a little like I got it. I got the basics down. Good. Well, good. So yeah. Well, I would say then happy, happy reading, happy knitting, happy biking, happy biking, happy, happy bearing, happy <laughs> day to you, happy all of the things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it for this edition of the Book Squad podcast. For more details on any of the books or events mentioned in this episode, visit our website, lplks.org. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. Please rate or comment. It helps others find the podcast. Our Book Squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlick. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Gluck. I'm Jim Barnes, and this has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.